Films is proud to present one of the most celebrated motion pictures of the year. The winner of the 1994 Palme d'Or, the best picture of the Cannes Film Festival. to Waffle On Podcast. My name is Pumpkin. And I'm Honeybun. And you're listening to our episode on... Pulp Fiction. There you go. We, we jazzed it up there, didn't we, mate? We did. I put a bit of emphasis going to work, You've been lazy. What have you been doing today? No. Playing Resident Evil 2. That's what I've been doing today. I'm watching Pulp Fiction. Resident Evil 2? Yeah, I've got, like, I've got like a, a brilliant uh, like 
They've done this series of remaking all games, like classic mm. PS2 games, and they bought them out on the uh, on the Xbox as well. Oh, and it's cool. like what they've done. They've like they took the original games, which is supposed to be the classic Resident Evil Two, and rebuilt it. Oh. It's the same game, but it's modern graphics, and it is absolutely amazing. So it's a bit easier to walk through the doors instead of turning around the stairs and going. No, no figure. It's completely new. They said they rebuilt it. Is it still a typewriter? Yeah, but but it does say but you can do that. Still got the box, got the green green herb. The green uh, yeah, yeah, all that in there, but it's a modern game, so it moves well, it shoots really well, Ooh. it's absolutely brilliant. I do, brilliant. I do. Which is very weird because that game yeah. is 1994. This film is 1994. Ah, nice tie. Hey, wow. so very mid 90s, very mid 90s day, which I'm, I think is a cultural peak, don't you? I think well we started in our lives. Well, we started working 94. Apart from that, but uh, yeah. cultural peak. <laughs> yeah, we was uh, the height of going to music festivals. Yeah. Yeah, drink. I think that mid nineties was such a brilliant time for film, music. Oh. Everything was brilliant. Then. I've been thinking about that, you know, as as we, as we have crossed over the border of the mid forties now. Yeah, yeah. I've been thinking quite a bit about. I know you shouldn't do it, but I've been thinking quite a bit about what what was in a in a whole the happiest time of yeah, of like, my younger life because I'm, I'm I'm super happy now. But of my younger different life, happy. Yeah, different happy. More exciting happy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more resigned, happy as you yeah. are, isn't it? Money. <laughs> <laughs> Money. <laughs> and I reckon the 90s were absolutely cracking. I love yeah, the music. Yeah. I love the whole kind of like grunge era, the skate era, and then into Britpop. Which we, we seem to have had three genres when we were younger, didn't we? Oh, well, you think about this, right? The same. So you had 94. 1994, you had the end of grunge, mm-hmm. really. Then it was like the same. 94 to 96 was the golden age of hip hop. Mm. Then you had Britpop. Ice. Yeah. Uh, Euro 96. Yeah. Everyone was going out. That's the first time everyone was doing that, going out and watching football. Yeah. I think it was such a brilliant, brilliant time. Because I know Simon Pegg always says his favourite every year was 1994. No, no. He just said yeah. it was just a brilliant time. Mm. You know, and, you know, very debauched time. Yes. That's, we will talk about that later in the film, but it's something about we'll talk about that. Something in that film that I've noticed compared to films these days. Mm. And uh, that was just a brilliant time. Maybe because you're at your a brilliant age as well, aren't you? Mm. 20 to 26. That's a brilliant time. Then oh, six years. Th- isn't th- it? Those years are the ones that you wanna you wanna kind of like not settle down. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, no. You no, wanna no. be young. Yeah. Well, not so much young. Yeah, yeah, couldn't yeah. settle down if, if you want. But, no, no, I but uh, no, but it's just a brilliant time. Hanging out with your, your friends, aren't you? Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna be no brilliant holidays to Greece. Yeah. The music was brilliant. We've been drinking and yeah, you wouldn't be looking back on 20 years going, oh, remember that time with that in 40s? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. when we got fat and had no money. Anyway, have you been watching anything of interest that the viewers might like? No, but I want to do what I want to <laughs> no. talk about. No, well, 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 but what I want to do want to talk about is the play that I went to. Oh, yeah, okay. Not the Living Dead. Mm. Now, someone asked me on the, uh, when I mentioned it on Waffle on, I thought, I'll wait until I'm there. Now, I'm not a massive uh, experience of going to a play. I mean, even to I, I think, to be fair, you 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 hate theatre. Do not know what I don't like about it is I don't like forced silence and I don't like interaction. 
all them kind of things. And I've only ever been to one. I'm not talking musicals, we have a single right. one. I'm not about, I'm talking about a play. Right. Right. So I went to see Sherlock Holmes with you, which was years back then. Yeah, bless him, passed away. Passed away. Yeah, really, really good, yeah. apart from some of the weird overacting, but I've never saw that overacting. That's called theatre. Yeah, and I didn't think it's weird when I first saw it. Yeah. So what are you doing? Whoa! It's pulled down the wall. It's pulled down the wall. What are you doing? Anyway, anyway, there's about five people in there. Have you met him? Yeah, we've met him. Yeah, we met him. Lovely <laughs> Anyway, right, so I thought, mm, I quite enjoyed that. I did quite enjoy that. So I was going to London about three weeks ago, and um, my wife said, Oh, do you know there's Night of the Living Dead? Doing a play night on the Living Dead. And I thought, all oh, right, one of the greatest. I still think it's the greatest American horror film. Anyway, uh, so I thought, I'm going to all, all American horror. You yeah, think, yeah, I'd probably go with you. Know, I know. I think it's the most influential. I think without that, you wouldn't get modern horror films. Anyway, <laughs> you could talk about Universal, but I'm talking as it anyway. Um, so I went to it. I thought, Ooh, got in there, the Pleasant Theatre in London. I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. Got in there, and uh, it's like a nice small theatre, which suited me bigger than a big grand one. Well, it's because you're only small. It's true, it is true. So I thought, oh, nice and small, so it's a bit more intimate. I find it can be off a bit. Anyway, so it was in two halves. The first half was a recreation of the, the film, right? And I thought, oh, I'm liking Nick, said to my wife. Did he roll down the, the stage? No, I didn't do that. No, no. This is not to you. Anyway, so I said to my wife, I said, I'm quite enjoying this. She won't. <laughs> uh, she just hates things like that. And I was going, oh, no, I'm really enjoying it. And I, and I went off and I said to her, I said to my wife, I said, what the hell are they going to come back and do? <laughs> oh, my God. Then it turned into a musical. Right. Eh? Right, okay. And it was <laughs> so bad. And you know when you're thinking, I shouldn't have gone on that yeah. first half. Because I've read online of all people saying go at the first half. Okay. And I was thinking, I wonder why that is, because they're getting a bit bored. I'm, I'm not bored of zombie stuff. No. I should have gone. <laughs> it was awful. And it's oh, like, how to ruin... A perfectly good Ruin thing. a thing, and it's like, they're all singing, or the clouds are all thinking, it's not the living dead. What, so what, they, what, they, what were they singing? It was like, so, what it was, like, they come back in, it was like, it finished with the bloke, the, the bloke being shot, the black bloke, but you know, because yeah, 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 yeah. they think he's a zombie, because the rage thing, isn't it, right? So all that was the same, it's got shot, and then a person come out, like a narrator, and said, well, this is how the other scenarios could have saved him. And what it turned out was everything the tried, he ended up dying. But that's fair enough. But it was like, let's put a Donald Trump thing in there. Why? It's like, oh, you know, and I just like how, you know, I don't, any satire now because I'm about Donald Trump, I'm bored with. Oh, it's because like, why yeah. it's too easy, like, like in the 80s, we got with Maggie Thatcher. Mm. Everything's a bloody matter. We had in the 90s with Bill Bailey, so doing anything again. It's all right. And I thought there was no need for that. And then it's like a song about survival. Then there was like a Me Too movement one with the two. And it's like, you just ruined it. Mm. And it's like, oh God, and I have to sit through that for another 45 minutes. Didn't you just want to get up and go? I did, but there was Was you close to the stage? Yeah. Oh. And I thought, if I was at the back, I would have gone. Mm. And luckily, he was only £20, about $28. So how, long did, how long did that second half go on for? 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and then we come out, and the woman's there selling all the uh, merchandise, and she looks around, do you want to buy a t shirt? And then was going, just say shit. And I thought, I can't do that's what my wife would do. Yeah. No, no, I'm not buying that because it was shit. I can't do that. I said, oh, yeah, but it's brilliant. And that is me all over. And you know that, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only in Britain, in Britain do we eat a meal and the waiter comes up and goes, yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's great. If, oh, it's lovely. Even though it was shit, you just, shit. we yeah. can't help it, can we? Yeah, it's really good. And I meant to buy a t shirt and everyone no. grabbed me up and just dragged me out. I said, why is it because I felt bad? Yeah. But then I thought, she was going, no, because I get paid for that. Mm. If you don't like it, that's fair enough. But 
that second half weren't good. That was the last night as well. Uh, oh, was it? Thank oh, God for that. <laughs> but if you ever to us, do not. If you ever go and they see you see it, not the Living Dead live, leave after the first half because the first half was really well done. But that second half, with songs and mm. rubbish, buggy, slamming cow stuff in it, and mm. it's like God Almighty, just stick to the bloody plate. So that's what happened then. Oh, what? Okay. <laughs> what I've, I've got Joseph and his technical drink out in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, second okay. time of me watching that. Second time, yeah, what do you say? Yeah, it's not like I said, I'd love to Apart go from see. the bond in motion and Stanley Kubrick exhibition. And you know, that exhibition is going to New York. Oh, is it? Yeah, so any of our American who are not going to drive, <laughs> drive 2,000 miles, but if you're in the you know, in the New York state area, go to it because it is amazing. Did you buy the book when you got there? Yeah, because it's 12 pounds. Right? Yeah. Is it worth buying the book? Yeah, I've got it. They give me the option on when I yeah. check out. I bought it when I said because I bought it when I come out because I love it. I don't want to buy something and just find something like a small. No, no, book. it's a decent size. But what I've done, I put it away in a special box I've got with all my special stuff. I've, oh, like, I special read it. I've got like yeah, some of my rare stuff, like my records and whatever, and I put it in there just for because I loved it so it's much. A, is your buy DVD in there, Buzz and Jones? Because <laughs> Alice is why I'm wondering why. Yeah, it's all about because I lost it. Remember, I have, I am, my brain is like cheating Chong put together. So <laughs> it does that's the reason why. Yeah, so it's around somewhere, but I'm going to find it. But uh, what we are going to do? Look, we're to find, I'll, Hello, I'll, show you live, I'll show you live on air. Look what turned up. Oh, well done, oh, Mr. Oh, Kelly. Oh, oh, explain oh. to the good listeners what I'm holding. Well, I'm as we're going find a nostalgic tip. When I was a kid. I used to love Lauren Hardy, which is standard, but also I love Will Hay. And you love Will Hay as well, I love Will We grew up with Will Hay films on. And we were talking about it the other week, weren't we? We said, oh, let's do a Will Hay film because that might be it. We're going to do To Call a Policeman, which is the classic Will Hay film with the Headless Horseman and all that. It's 1939. Wow. So that might be our oldest film, so that might be our next podcast. Might and they've got Windbag the Sailor on here as well. Yeah, it's got oh, £8. No, really? Eight pound. Wow. You don't need them on Blu-ray, do you? No, of course not. <laughs> no. They've actually these, these kind of collections. They did a normal wisdom collection as well, yeah. which had all the, the classic ones on, which I've got. So I think we're going to do a normal wisdom one later on as well. Yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. so looking forward to that. But what are we talking about now? We are talking about a film that meant a lot to us when we were younger. Absolutely. Pulp Fiction. And what do we do before we talk about it? Are you playing the Link Ray uh, thing? What you're playing? What I'm you're playing? playing the opening track. Playing the opening track. Well, you'll hear it now.
this is another thing. It's like whenever when you saw the film, when you go out and buy the soundtrack before you even saw the film. Mm. Now I can't think of anyone who's I've ever done, you know I've ever done that with because I remember you'd be excited about the soundtrack coming out. Yeah, I mean, I, when I saw first saw Reservoir Dogs, I then went and bought the soundtrack, and because I was so hyped about that soundtrack, I bought the Paul Fiction soundtrack first. Which I still own. Oh, it's, amazing. Still it's amazing. It's a bad case, mind you. But it's it amazing music in it. You just forget how good it bloody was. I said I only watched it really recently, about half an hour ago. Now, um, this might be slightly all over the place, as you expect, because uh, unfortunately I'm having to read stuff off my phone due to the fact that we had printer weren't working properly. And uh, mm. I had to print out my tickets for, for James Bond, so which was found more important. Than <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So obviously this came out in uh, 1994. Do I have the exact date? Yes, it was May the 21st, 1994 in Cannes and October the 14th, 1994 in America. It was, of course, done uh, by Quentin Tarantino. Now, Kevin, me and you were both saying the reason why we're doing this, why are we doing this? Well, well, the, well apart from that, we love the film, but there's another link. Yeah, to I'll tell you there were two reasons. One, because today is Quentin Tarantino's birthday. It is, actually, yes. <laughs> there you go. Hey, hey. And, and two, because his new film comes out next year. And we said, this podcast, I know people might think, what, you're doing another Quentin Tarantino film? We've only done one. But we don't care. No. Because we are one to do, if we like a director, we will do all of his stuff. Oh yeah. Because it's about me and you, talk about films that meant a lot to us. Right? A bit like Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Mm. That was their first film date they had together. Or was it Pulp Fiction? Yeah. Uh, no, it was, uh, it was Pulp Fiction. Oh, wow. Uh, and that is said it meant so much to me. I thought that was like me because I remember me, you, and Kevin to see it, didn't yeah. we? Kev didn't like it, did he? He didn't Kevin, like it. He didn't, he didn't get it, did he? No, no, it's no like, he, he did like it with Berman. Yeah, not everybody's like, oh, you're laughing at really But dark he didn't stuff. really like Reservoir Dogs, did No, I just, so I think our friend who he loves comedy, mm. but I don't think he likes this kind of comedy where it really ain't funny, but you're laughing at bad things. This is dialogue funny, and I think if you appreciate dialogue, and whatever anybody says, I think we said this when we did Reservoir Dogs, Quentin Tarantino is the master of dialogue. Small easily. talk. How yeah. can he make small talk important? He makes small talk a little bit like what you like, well, like what we're doing there. Yeah. yeah he, he, but he does it with a little, obviously, a little bit more kind of silky velvetness where, <clears throat> you know, like in Reservoir Dogs, the whole thing about the, um, the, the Madonna speech, you know, that is a genius thing. In this one, the equivalent to that is probably um, Christopher Walken's speech, which we'll, we'll talk to talk about that a little bit later. It's amazing. Because the thing is, I, I, when I was watching this, I was trying to break it down in my head, I was watching it. When some of the dialogue, like, you know, especially like John Travolta's performance, Vincent Vega's performance, is amazing. Mm. You can't imagine anyone writing, you think he's really saying them things. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because it's so minutiae, isn't it? And the little look, ticks and everybody mm. thinking... You can't imagine someone writing that dialogue down. And also as well, there's, there's these little kind of things we've we've I noticed we we Tarantino not me times that when uh, Travolta's playing Vega in this, he almost looks slightly hunchback, doesn't he? Have you noticed that he kind of he doesn't walk tall and pray. No, Samuel Jackson does. But well, he kind of like maybe because no. he's taller because I mean he's a tall bloke and he's yeah like, and he's like smacked out most of it as well you don't realise that he's high as a kite when he's most a, of it in the car he's he's high as a kite isn't yeah it? yeah is that a, no that we will talk about but I love that bit when he's like really happily oh, like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was directed uh, written by Quentin Tarantino the story is by Tarantino and Roger Avery yeah. uh, some of these part scenes in this film were actually written um, for. Uh, True romance. 
We can sort of see it's the same world, isn't it? Yeah, oh, them yeah, two yeah, films. Yeah. You're thinking he could have played around them. You could have had two completely different films. Oh, that yeah. I think some of True Romance could have been in this, and some of this could have been in True Romance. Oh, absolutely. Um, it was also uh, produced by Lawrence Bender, who's done virtually all of uh, Tarantino yeah. films, and some of a bloke uh, who we don't want to talk about. No, but it's 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 bad because he sort of made a lot of the films that we well, love. Hard, if it hard, for, yeah, he was a scumbag, but if it weren't for him. I don't think you would have got a lot of his films. Bob, Bob Weinstein hasn't been done for anything, has no, it? No, because they fell out, didn't they? they yeah, did a and it, it probably was to do with stuff like that. So you can't really take any no, credit away from Bob Weinstein. They funded some amazing, Mirror Match funded some amazing films. You know, I, know, I know Kevin Smith talked about it, didn't they? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, says yeah. if it weren't for him, I wouldn't have, been, I wouldn't have got stuff. And that's the thing of a lot of... Lot it's of almost horrible it must be, that look, and he's my friend. Mm. They all know. It's in books, isn't it? Well, there's an interesting thing where um, Quentin Tarantino, he, he's been quite honest about it. He said, I'd heard rumours of that, but he'd also witnessed because he tried it on with Uma Thurman, pretty hands-on, and she was like having none of it and complained to uh, Tarantino. Tarantino ripped shreds out of him oh, right. and, and banned him from the set. Oh, okay. So no, it just goes right. to show if more people stood up like Tarantino did. Yeah, he's oh, just had too much power. This is the problem. Obviously, they could have called him out on it and, and you know, gone to press. So, I mean, but at least he did at least something on there. Um, before I forget about this, because I, actually I will, uh, Irma Thurman and Tarantino almost fell out during uh, Kill Bill because she was involved in quite a bad car accident, which is available on Twitter, on her own page. Is it? The reason why uh, her and Tarantino remained friends is because Tarantino gave her the footage because they were trying to cover it up, especially Lawrence Bender. Um, and that's quote her, I must say, and uh, Weinstein. And uh, yes, yeah, she's driving on the track and she hits a tree and you see her head go forward and back and she's had permanent damage to her neck. Oh, right. Um, so Tarantino admitted that, you know, it was part of his fault because he insisted on she do the driving night stunt woman. But they changed the direction of the track at the last minute. Oh, okay. And that's the reason why. Oh. But it's interesting if you go on Uma Thurman's uh, oh, uh, Twitter page. Oh, I'll have a look at that. Yeah. I, I, still, I still adore Uma Thurman. I think. But anyway, let's have a chat about who's this. I'm just going to run through this amazing list of oh. actors some of them were well known some of them weren't but when you think oh, man, this person wasn't well known you think my god um, obviously John Travolta this was all virtually his comeback film apart from Look Who's Talking which yeah. actually did make him a lot of money but this was the film that got him oh, he's amazing, you know, isn't he? really into I it I can just forget how fucking cool John Travolta was there oh yeah and I love people mocking like he got fat and you know and whatever but I still think he can do cool and not anyone else and his performance in this because it's horrible. Oh yeah, yeah. This, he's a complete fucking horrible person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Them two together, they're horrible. But the way they're just like they're having small talk and having jokes with mm. each other. He's so cool. The way he wears his suit is amazing. You don't get baggy suits like that anymore, do you? No, no. But he's just look really cool. He's even got a ponytail. He makes it look cool. Is that his hair? I, I, I don't know because there's a big rumour he'd been bald a long time, haven't they? No, because I'm just wondering because when they, they show him in the, in the one scene which we talk about later on, he's rushing his hair and I'm thinking, hmm. Now, I agree with you. I think the trouble with Travolta is, I've got no qualms with him. I mean, if he was bald, he should have just embraced it because everyone knew he was bald. I just know he's, yeah, he's totally, he's, he showed her. But I mean, like Face Off, stuff like that, he's oh. like, I just fucking love Face Off. I love, nah, I love it. Um, I think the thing is, though, is like what's happened to a few people, including obviously Tom Cruise, maybe Will Smith, is this whole Scientology thing. And I, I don't, it's you know, and at the end of the day, I don't care what you do, really. But 
there's something about that that just marks you. And he did that film, didn't he? Ah, uh, 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 Battlefield Earth. Battlefield Earth, Earth which was, was diabolical. His own money, you know. Money. It was his own money. Yeah. Not, the, not the Church of Scientology's money. No. His money. His money. I mean, but he has he has gone out in the limb in certain films. Well, of course, he was in the, uh, the, the film of the musical... Um, uh, is it Hairspray? Yeah. Yeah, he played the, the one that Michael Ball played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dressed yeah, yeah. up in that. Um, you know, so he has gone out on a, a bit of a limb. Of course, he was in uh, Gotti, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. And he I, was I, also played O.J. Simpson's I, lawyer in the Netflix series. So he's like acting, it. he's cracking still. Well, right? I think that's what I can say. No, he does pick people. He loved him. He? Yeah, he yeah. Oh, he's a brilliant actor. I know, you know, people forget how amazing he was in Saturday Night Fever. Which we are going to do. Yeah, and Blowout. Blow that's another really one. It's Blowout as mm. well. Uh, he's a super cool actor. He does got forgotten about and mm. that's what Quintana was amazing at doing yeah. his people oh yeah he's really well he did good. that he did that with Pam Greer didn't yeah, he yeah and stuff he, like he, that and, uh, Robert Foster well, he who was in our last he did it with Kurt Russell didn't he and Kurt, Kurt Russell had worked he, he wasn't the big star he, you know I know well, he, Kurt, was, was his first one Kurt Russell Death Proof wasn't it Death Proof yeah, yeah that was his and Kurt Russell had just done a film called Breakdown yeah I, I look right he, he was in that one super school and all that but man mm. he was like no I remember him as Stan Pliskin yeah and yeah. he's just amazing at taking these character actors and getting them back into, into yeah, yeah 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 um, Samuel Jackson, of course, plays. You would think Samuel Jackson's been in every uh, every because uh, he hasn't. You know, no, he, no, he hasn't. No. This role was wrote for Samuel Jackson, and he nearly blew it uh, during. Um, he went to audition for it. He didn't know it was an audition. He thought it was just a read through. Who just read it? Yeah. And they were like, oh, it's not very good. And the guy who nearly got it was the man who plays the bartender in Marcellus' Wallace's place. Hence oh. the reason why he's got a bit of a longer part. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, right. interesting. Uh, Uma Thurman. Yeah. Uh, she's yeah. like, just... Oh, Man, this is amazing. It's just like... I'm sure that's her. And she looks so... She's so stunning in this. Harvey Keitel, who's still playing his character to this day in the direct line adverts, but as soon as he comes on screen... He, I mean, we'll, take, we'll talk more about the characters when we when we go through it. Tim Roth and Amanda Plummer in very small roles in uh, in, in in this yeah. bit, but still incredibly good. Yeah. Um, Maria Del Medellinos, probably said that wrong, but if you can get ever much more of a foxy Portuguese lady. Now, I'd already known about her because she was in a film called Henry and June, which was starred Richard E. Grant. Ah, uh, oh, you love that film. Um, some other guy, and it was about the writer. Uh, it was heavy, I can't remember. But it was all that thing about nudity and stuff like that. Cracking film, that was. Uh, Ving Rhames, again, not known at this point, but this yeah. is the film that, that made him go into and he's played the Mission same Impossible role for the rest of his life. He has indeed. <laughs> and why not? Why not? Exactly. I think he knows his limitations. He's a big black man, he's a big bald So that's what I'll do. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Eric Stoltz. Yeah, right. now Evan Stoltz. I always feel slightly sorry for Evan Stoltz because he's always seems to have been one of these actors. He never who sort of just never quite gets there. No, no, he was in lots of stuff that like I love him in Killing Zoe. Just about now, who was um, Killing Zoe was also the producer was Tarantino. Yeah, I love Killing Zoe. Yeah. It's a really came good out roughly the same time. Wasn't it's it? really hard to get. Oh, really? Yeah, I've only got my original DVD. It's not out on Blu-ray or anything. Um, really good film, and he's also he was the thing in what was the one when he was in the school when he played the. Um, uh, the 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 don't don't smoking teacher. What film was that anyway? Move on. He'll oh, <laughs> come back to me. That he was also in Mask the, the, with the film. Yeah. Just never happened for him, did it? And also, he got sacked from um, Back to the Future. Yeah, that's because he was the original Martin. And there's footage of him in it. Isn't the reason it's on YouTube, you can yeah. really see it. Um, Christopher uh, Rosanna Arquette uh, plays Eric Stoltz's wife in this. No, that's part. crazy. You got Rosanna. It was a big deal at the time. Just a small part. Yeah. Did nothing but. 
talk no. for about 15 no, no, minutes. No, no, no. Uh, and Christopher Walken, of course, you know, he plays, uh, well, we'll talk about him now, and Bruce Willis, and it is and Bruce Willis. Now, Bruce Willis at this point was still a really big name, but he'd had quite a successful run of films that had flopped it's pretty badly. Yeah, bad choice. He's another person who has had bad choice because when he can be bothered, mm. he's brilliant. I don't think he's been bothered since this film. Uh, I, it's, I, you know, I like that time travel one. He's, Looper? Looper, I think he's quite good in that. Mm. I didn't mind him in the Death Wish remake. Absolutely not. He's not bad in that. Don't you think that's a bit of a TV movie? It's, yeah, it's really? not. But he's quite good in that because he mm. seems to be enjoying himself, doesn't it? He's done too many shit films, you know, mm. and he's, he's just a person. I think he give up on acting and just, like Nicolas Cage a bit, really. When he can be brilliant, yeah. he can be brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he just earns money, doesn't he? But in this film, he's he amazing. acting his socks off in this film. And I suppose he's got to, when he thinks about it, who he's up against, really. You can't, you can, the great thing about Tarantino films is you can't be second best. No, you have to pull out your A game. Yeah, because yeah. one, he'll tell you, but two, yeah, yeah. He's always, even even if he's got actors like we said of what we're talking about now who maybe have not been on the screen for a long time but like Robert Foster like yeah. Pam Grier yeah, yeah, yeah. they have something about them yeah, yeah. do you know there's a brilliant uh, on the if you want to know there's a brilliant story about talking about Quintantino one uh, Joe Rogan Jamie Foxx is on Joe Rogan oh yeah there's a brilliant one talking about working on uh, on uh, Django Unchained mm. and he's saying he's never been so nervous Really? Who's no, sorry? Uh, Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. And Joe Rogan talking about it. What's really, really good about it? It's about half an hour. And he said, you make sure you have your A game. Yeah. He said, because you're walking, you're thinking, right, everyone must have rehearsed their lines. I have got to be bang now, on. Did Jamie Foxx fall out a little bit with Tarantino? Yeah. Because it wasn't here at an awards speech. He turned around and said something like ghetto. He said, uh, Jamie Foxx turned around and went, ghetto? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the problem with Tarantino, I think he's a bit of a dictator on, scr- on set mm. because it means so much to him. And I think Jamie Foxx is probably used to being the star. With the star of the Tarantino films is Tarantino. Yeah. He's the number one star. Forget all the actors. It's Tarantino, mm. number one. And Over the actors, I, it's Tarantino. I'll say this about Django Unchained. Uh, I think we, I mean who's the other guy in it apart from uh, Leonardo DiCaprio there's um, oh, the, uh, the, the, uh, Christoph Waltz yeah. that was a film that made him big like, even though he was already known for being in Inglorious Bastards and he stole the, the limelight out of that one yeah, 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 yeah. but that was the film that made me change my opinion on Leonardo DiCaprio oh, because amazing, all the other I mean um, I know me and you have talked about no, this many yeah, a time yeah, I've never seen Leonardo DiCaprio any different in my yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah. Even on Wolf and Wall Street, yeah. to me, he still looked like, he was exactly the same as the Gatsby, yeah. he was exactly the same as he was in yeah. Titanic, exactly the same as yeah. he was in Basketball Diaries. Even Catch Me If You Can, if you want me to oh, go out, you know, yeah, The Beach, that's what I'll talk about. Um, but, that was a film that I thought, I'm seeing you, so there's something different about it. He didn't look pretty boy. No, no, He's no. always looked pretty boy, yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean? Oh, and well, what, what, film, a, what a curse to have I. Oh, well, yeah. We understand that, don't we? Have all that money, <laughs> all those <laughs> ladies. <laughs> and then people go, why does he keep going at me, 21-year-old yeah. supermodels? Yeah, yeah. Wow, what a stupid question what that stupid is. Question. <laughs> because he can. Yeah. Um, so, uh, this film had a, uh, a budget of 8 to 8.5 million. How much? 8 to 8.5. The majority of that was spent on the set of Jack Rabbit Slim's Diner. It's, you know what? And, no, I think I was talking flags, you know, that, that, that wasn't even a lot then, was it? No. 8 million. Uh, and yeah. it made uh, 213 million. What? It's not Tarantino's birthday today. Tarantino's she... birthday is March the 27th. <laughs> is it? I thought it was today. Yeah. But it depends when the, the viewers are, are listening to this. Oh, yeah, it does. I thought it was today. Now, we don't really have any facts in this podcast because I'm running, but we, we, we know enough 
about it. I can tell us anyway. some interesting shit. You're going to tell us now or at the end? Let wait to the end because people might have fallen asleep. There's two facts to say, mate. Go on then. Why don't I tell you? couldn't wait, could you? No, I'm not going to say Is this in case you forget? This is in case I forget. I've got uh, some interesting facts about the gimp. And I've got uh, a very interesting fact about what's in the suitcase. Ah, okay. Well, there's a lot of things about it. We we do know what is in the suitcase, of course. It is just a light bulb with a battery. No, yeah. (laughs) I'll tell you what. Uh, Anyway, we'll wait. Okay, all right. right. Because I know what Tarantino said as well. Yeah, yeah. There's loads of animal drive. Anyway. Okay, so let's go for the film we'll talk about. Now, I love the fact that he starts off with Pumpkin and Honey Bun, you know, Tim Roth and... Um, and it's not because it was drama. sampled in uh, Bloody Fun-Loving Criminals. It was. And yeah. that's what you think yeah, of, yeah, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Snacks. And that's, that's just a bit Everyone was just sampling Quentin yeah. Tarantino. And it's like that first thing. It's like, well, what we were saying before this command, didn't we? It comes on, and you get that little tingle when you're watching. Mm. You think, oh, yeah, this is what you want. Because whenever you get excited about people talking, yeah, you usually think, oh, that's the boring stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, no, I want, more, I want more talking, yeah. I want more talking. And I was a bit like that on Walking Dead, if I'm honest with you. Yeah, yeah. As soon as you'd be like, let's have a speech, I'd be like, fuck yeah, it. Unless, yeah. unless it was uh, the governor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, actually, that was it. It was only the governor. And it was like, nah, fuck yeah, that. Yeah. I want to be done. Now, this beginning bit, obviously you see this again later on in the film, different... Because at the beginning of it, she goes, uh, any of you mother... F- any, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Any of, yeah. Like, any of you, you fucking pricks move no. and I'll execute every motherfucking... Was it like this year? Any of you motherfucking cocksuckers? No, 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 no. She says, uh, any of you fucking pricks move, I'll execute every, every motherfucking last one of you. But later on, she says motherfuckers at the end. Ah, so is that She should scene? point out, of course, that there's going to be a lot of swearing in it. <laughs> you so can't say it. Yeah, one from about time And it's swearing. really obvious now. I don't know whether she forgot a line and changed it because it does seem a little bit jarry. But the, her performance is really up and agitated, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. Even, 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 even just that, that little bit. No. I believe them too as a couple. That's like the man walking out about rubbing different Also, fans. you do see uh, Vincent Vega in the background. You and do they walk into the bathroom. But the thing is, what as well, what I like about it, because what they're talking about, it's so right when they're talking about all the different robberies. Yeah. And, but then, one thing that we're going to talk about is the casual racism in this film. <laughs> casual? <laughs> uh, you know, when I was going to say, I was talking about my ex, because... I, there's no way you'd get away with writing a film like that now with all the racism in it. But all everyone. Mm. But it's like slopes and Jews and <laughs> It's like fucking hell. And I can understand why people think Cretano, right. but I think what he's saying, I like that, is that people in everyday life in that world, yeah. criminal people, they mm. all use it. They don't mean it. They don't no. think it's particularly men because they've all got black friends, but they all use... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, now, I... I, there's a, the Sp- I know Spike Lee's had a real kind of issue yeah, with uh, Tarantino. Yeah, it's about using the N word. Excuse me. Yeah, use of the N word, and I, he's he's turned around and says, you know, at the end of the day, I'm a writer. I'm putting words into these characters' voices, and they're racist people. Now, there's the, the one scene which um, is quite prominent of that, ironically, is actually Tarantino when he plays Jimmy. Turning around and says, uh, "My, I was about the coffee, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He goes, yeah. Uh, Don't talk to me about the coffee." Talking about the dead, the dead nigger in the garage. Yeah. Now, he says that. Now, the, the, the weird thing is about Tarantino, now, whether this is right or whether this is wrong, is that normally when you hear somebody say the N-word, you're kind of like, oh, I don't feel too comfortable like that. But but with Tarantino does it, I don't mind. One, because of the fact he's talking to Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, that's what's and weird, that, isn't it? Samuel L. Jackson is there going, and he says, he says, nig- sorry, oh. he says nigger quite a few times. Oh. And, and and so does so does like uh, Samuel Jackson did, but it's said as in kind of like normality, yeah. and it is normality, especially in nineteen ninety four. Definitely, where, like you said, 
exactly where the life that they live in. You know? I said, you know, you're always going to think they're not nice people. No. They're all not nice people. So they're using race. You know, I don't know if it's even racist. It's just as racist terms like rappers do. Mm. I think it's to try to reappropriate words, so to not give it so much meaning. Mm. But I'm thinking, even you know, even his newer <laughs> stuff, it's not wrote as much as no. he's definitely pulled back on that because it's loads of it, isn't that? I suppose like that. I mean, <laughs> the reason why I'm laughing is because Clark's two came into it. Is that like Porch Monkey? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I'm not being over there, but that's in Clark's two. You have to watch that. We have talked about that point. That's because I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing the words back. Now I suppose you know. We we look at it's reason reason why I disagree with stuff like in the BBC well not so much the BBC but other channels editing like only falls and horses where they turn and say why well, would just leave it down to the Pakistan yeah, yeah. Back then, it was now. yeah it was a shortened version of the word Pakistan now it's yeah, using yeah, a derogatory yeah, you never say it now yeah, of course not because she's a derogatory but then it wasn't a derogatory no. so what do you do yeah. you can't go back and yeah, rewrite you history can't. because no, no, it's, no. it's like you know in nineteen forties films or thirties films you turn around and say oh I do feel gay today. Yeah. And that's not to turn around and say yeah, you, yeah. you suddenly feel slightly homosexual. It means you're joyous and yeah, looking yeah, forward to yeah, yeah. So you can't go about changing words just because they have a different meaning. Yeah. Right. Anyway. I yeah, but I was thinking, I was thinking, they wouldn't write... Well, it's going to be interesting, there's no one, because that's set in the 60s, so is it going to be liberally used again? Mm. But it doesn't bother me. I don't think anyone would be bothered. It's, it's like, it's statue like, oh, man, in the 90s, there was a lot of freedom in cinema. Mm. Definitely, I think now it's a lot more conservative now. I think the 90s, some of the stuff that was out. I think that's a shame though, because I think if you're going to get offended by something that, you know, if it's if it's something that's really obviously aimed at you, that's different, isn't it? But I've never been, I've never understood that being offended by something on screen because it's a story. It's, it's not on real. Screen, it's not real. Do you know what I mean? It's different being if it's a documentary. It's like on that documentary about the Holocaust, which I've been telling you about, where I can only watch 20 minutes of it because it's just it's just too much. Yeah. But the way they interview the SS guys on there, and they're just sort of like, well, they were our enemies. We killed them. Yeah. And, then, and then they say, well, there was children there. And they went, but they would have grown up to have been. Damn and you look at you there going, do you find that offensive? I do a little bit. Yeah. That's not. I'm not Jewish, but I do find it offensive because of the casualness of the acceptance of violence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, that's not necessarily means the saying that they shouldn't say it. So mm. it's a delicate balance, I think, especially now. As yeah. I said, that we seem to have to tread on, on you know, on. So it's like what we were talking about. Actually, funny enough, on our Shining podcast, I had to edit that slightly because I couldn't quite work out what was the acceptable way of of mentioning the fact that Sam and not Samuel Jackson, Scatman Cuthers was lying in bed with the, the two black ladies on the wall. And him being a black man. Now, I didn't know whether to say black man or a man of colour. And I just did not know where to go. Because either way, obviously, you don't want to offend anybody, especially our listeners. Yeah, yeah. And you do get a bit stuck. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Help yeah. us. Listeners, anyone, anyone, help us out. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, then we jump into the... There's a car. There's Jules and, uh, and Vincent talking about Europe. Now, I love that whole bang on. I mean, he's been there for three... I thought he went three months. Three, three years. years he's been there for. And this is when, I think, mate, you're watching in a summer, you thought, oh, yeah, there's something different about this guy, mm. this director, isn't it? Yeah. Thinking, hmm, there's a 15-minute bear talk about hamburgers. Yeah. And you're thinking, oh, I haven't saw this in a film before, mm. where people are having the real small talk that real people have. The, that's what he said, isn't it? What makes Europe different? It's yeah. the small things. It's the small and things. it's right there, the things yeah, that people yeah. are interested in. So, yeah. oh, what, what did you have to eat then? And I love all that yeah. bit about the metric system. And, and all do that. you remember when we went to Amsterdam? What was the first thing yeah, we did? Yeah, we we went to see what was on the cheese, isn't it? Le Big Mac. Yeah. 
The big man. That's fancy. And, and he says that classic. You ever heard of that? They have a Wapai because they never went to Winterberg. Never went to Winterberg. And it's just that little line that. about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That line would probably be thrown away in most film scriptwriters. But it, might, it means something because mm. it's real. Yeah. And when we were sort of writing films mm. about this time, kind of things like that, right? You use you're obs- you're obsessed with this kind of dialogue, weren't you? Of yeah, having yeah. remember we had a scheme when we were all oh, watching yeah, yeah. the TV, where we were all just talking about women, and that was all influenced by that, where people mm-hmm. are talking just randomly. Aren't yeah, they? yeah, because that that page of that script actually went on to about three or four pages, yeah. just talking about vicars talking about <laughs> about women. But my, I still do that now because I'm I'm a writing, I'm very heavy dialogue, and that's influenced by Tarantino, and I love to see it in my head of what it's going to be. Maybe it's a bit too much or something. I don't know. But, but, but it rounds a character. Okay. I, I, I understand these two guys. Yeah. They are hitmen, or whatever. They're, they're well, you, well, you, you work out the fact that, that they're going somewhere, don't you? But they're, I think you're, they're just basically heavies, aren't they? Mm. Too. But it's like, oh, yeah, they're normal. Even mm. though they're doing that, they're still like hamburgers. and. Uh, well, that goes on with the conversation about um, uh, Tony Rocky Holler, who gets thrown out of uh, Marcel yeah, Smiley's, yeah. the, the boss. Uh, throws him out the window and they don't know the reason why is it because he gave his wife a foot massage or something else and you think and I, I love that conversation as well do you want to get your cane or you, you know, no no the cat poo look at this oh. <laughs> it's, 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 oh. uh, um, the fact that they both disagree about whether it's right that it was it over the top to throw him out the window ah, if it was a foot massage that's brilliant because he's winding him up you know yeah because yes, because Vincent has to get you give a man a massage you give a foot yeah. you give a man a foot a massage <laughs> and you know because no because that like, it's just crude it? but I will talk about it because yeah. uh, it's not the same as eating your wife's pussy yeah, yeah. because it's not he said it's not the same if you make a case, it's not the same ballpark it's not in the same game yeah because would you give a man a foot massage Fuck you! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah goes, you better shut up now because I'm getting fucking pissed. <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's just minor shit, but it's like it's so alive, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you always think I can't imagine someone writing that. You think oh, it must have been ad-libbed when I'm mm. writing. But his scripts are tight, aren't they? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no. No yeah, ad-libbing. No you think there's got to be, but there isn't. But when they get to that apartment, what I do like is the fact that they they can look at the watch, don't they? And they realise that a little bit early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like that dedication of yeah. like instead of just like they just go and walk off. Yeah, because it's like still hang back. Yeah. And then they're still on the back, they're breaking the back. But when they get into Brett's apartment, now I love the whole thing about the big kahuna burger. Yeah, it does look massive like a bit of a How menacing does Samuel L. Jackson look when he's eating that burger? Do you know what I was gonna menacing. say? And what I was gonna another video was gonna talk about that, like we've sort of we loved Samuel as he's got older, but he's sort of a caricature of himself. Mm. He's cuddly and he says motherfucker and all that, but we all love him. <laughs> right, he's amazing in King Kong's Skull Island. But with this, you forget, he's a scary fucking character mm. then. I know he's become funny as he's got on, but then he wasn't a funny character yeah. and he's thinking he's scary. In that room, he's fucking scared because he's clever as well, isn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, got yeah. amazing language as well, oh, isn't yeah. he? And yeah. he's fucking scary. Hey, kids. How you boys doing? Hey, keep chilling. You know who we are? We're associates of your business partner, Marcellus Wallace. You do remember your business partner, don't you? Now let me take a wild guess here. You're Brett, right? Yeah. I thought so. You remember your business partner, Marcellus Wallace, don't you, Brett? Yeah, I, I remember. Good. 
Looks like me and Vincent caught you boys at breakfast. Sorry about that. Did you have it? Hamburgers. Hamburgers! The cornerstone of any nutritious breakfast. What kind of hamburgers? Cheeseburgers. No, 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 no. Where'd you get them? McDonald's, Wendy's, Jack in the Box, where? Big Kahuna Burger. Big Kahuna Burger? That's that Hawaiian burger joint. I hear they got some tasty burgers. I ain't never had one myself. How are they? They're good. You mind if I try one of yours? This is yours here, right? a tasty burger. Vincent, you ever had a big kahuna burger? Want a bite? They're real tasty. Ain't hungry. Well, if you like burgers, give them a try sometime. Me? I can't usually get them because my girlfriend's a vegetarian, which pretty much makes me a vegetarian, but I do love the taste of a good burger. Mm. You know what they call a quarter pound of a cheese in France? No. Tell them, Vincent. Royale with cheese. Royale with cheese. You know why they call it that? Uh, because of the metric system. Check out the big brain on bread. You're a smart motherfucker, that's right. The metric system. Send this. Sprite. Sprite, good. You mind if I have some of your tasty beverage to wash this down? Go right ahead. Asking you a goddamn thing. You were saying? It's in the cupboard. No, no the one by your knees. sorry we are that that things got so fucked up with us and, and mr wallace when we, we got into this thing with the best intentions really i never oh i'm sorry did i break your concentration i didn't mean to do that please continue you were saying something about best intentions what's the matter oh you were finished oh well allow me to retort does Marcellus Wallace look like? What? 
country you from? What? What ain't no country I ever heard of. They speak English and what? What? English, motherfucker! Do you speak it? Yes. Then you know what I'm saying. Yes. Describe what Marcellus Wallace looks like. What? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. He's black. Go on. He's bald. Does he look like a bitch? What? Does he look like a bitch? No! Then why you try to fuck him like a bitch, Brett? Yes, you did. Yes, you did, Brett. You tried to fuck and Marcellus Wallace don't like to be fucked by anybody except Mrs. Wallace. You read the Bible, Greg? Yes. Oh, there's this passage I got memorized. Sort of fits this occasion. Ezekiel 25, 17. The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the inequities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who in the name of charity and goodwill shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness, for he is truly his brother's keeper and the finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. Now, do you find yourself turning around and saying, may I have some of your tasty beverage to wash this burger down? That's what it is. I it? do that now. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. We, and every time I have like a, a Sprite or something like that, yeah, 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 I can't yeah. help but think of some of that. And it's the fact that he doesn't take his eyes off bread no, yeah, or anything yeah. like that. It's the ultimate insult as well, isn't it? Because like uh, he knows he's gonna kill him. Yeah. And he still steals his food. Yeah. It's like, well, oh, he shoots deal. shoots flock of seagulls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh sorry, did it your concentration? Yeah. And you think you say again, what? That's that what yeah. scene well, is. Well that that'll be in the clip that everyone just heard. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that whole thing along with the Ezekiel speech, which you would have heard as well. But it's it's that whole kind of thing of like, is Marcellus Wallace? You know, what does he look like? What? Yeah, obviously, obviously, he's got to turn around and say he's a big, fat, black man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and either way you go about it, you're going to insult him that way. And he goes, "But does he look like that whole thing? Does he? Does he look like a bitch? It's the way he's almost being humorous, and you, and you do. And I like the bit as well where he thinks he might be able to talk himself yeah, out yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. Right. And we've all been in that situation, a scary situation, oh, God, yeah, yeah, where yeah. you think, oh shit, I can't talk myself out of it. But yeah. everyone tries it because mm. you're not going to talk yourself out of it. Yeah, yeah. It's shit. Yeah. What, what <laughs> Did you notice the um, the code on the briefcase? When uh, Vincent opens the briefcase. No, what is the code? 666. All oh, right. Oh, okay. oh. Uh, obviously, these equal speech. Now, did you notice... Um, a little bit later on, when, when they, they're talking about, they nearly get shot, don't they, by the kid who comes out of the. Um, That's what changes him, doesn't it? Which is Alexis Arquette, yeah. I believe. It, 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 it changes him then, doesn't it? Continuity falls. There's a bullet right hole in the behind him. Oh, right. Him, yeah. But that is the turning point of where he thinks it's been a miracle, isn't it? It wants to get a out. Huge of it. gun as well. Yeah, and he wants to get out of it then, doesn't he? That, that's when it, that, when it all comes out later on, doesn't he? Where him and Vincent are different. Yeah. Vincent is just basically a scumbag junkie killer, mm. and that he is that's his fucking job, you know. Yeah, you can imagine that he just lives on a 
a studio apartment. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, we then cut now, and this it's out of sequence, isn't it? That's the weird. Which I've never really saw that before. The dog now it's common. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then I don't think he. But obviously, it weren't the first time. But it's like bloody hell, what's going? Maybe something's like what I've never saw anything like. Mm. It's like what I call that bit. I, I, I think we've seen out of sequence films where it's been like, like Godfather Part Two. But yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a huge year gap in there, a few years gap in there. This one isn't. It's literally probably. Cause I think isn't it supposed to be set within the same two days? Or yeah, something? it's like six and a bit. Well, the, the, like the ends at the beginning and the beginnings in the middle, and it's all it's all over the place. It's, it's all over the place, yeah. But I, I love all that, and it is like looking at, at reading the fucking Pulp Fiction because that's what starts off in that, doesn't it? Yeah, what the Pulp means. Of pulp means. And yeah. that's, you know, because like my wife don't like this one. She's like, oh, it's a bit throwaway comic book. Yeah. Pulp Fiction? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not real. It's not no. a real. That's why I never get offended by this film. It's not real. It's not a real world. The world would not be like this. You wouldn't have the. Subtlety, you wouldn't have two hitmen driving around in a black fucking suit and a tie, would you? No, no. What that, am I? That's I'm like, a killer. I, I, I saw there's a. Um... I got I, I get quite addicted to watching dash cam footage on YouTube before I go to bed. <laughs> and uh, there was one in China or Japan, one of the two. And uh, this bloke cuts this other bloke, and this bloke cuts in front of him. He stops his car and he gets out, and he's got a black suit on, white tie, black tie, oh, black right. suit. And he's kind of like, you know, and uh, in Japan, you probably think, yeah, he's probably a fucking hitman. <laughs> Um, now we now cut to Butcher Marcellus in the bar uh, and this is where you notice there's a plaster or a band-aid to our American friends on the back of his neck and he's instructing Butch that you know your house has been it's fired it's all about soul and yeah. you know, soul in you can just you know go down in the fifth and you'll be you know you'll be alright yeah, because you're going to feel uh, because you're going to feel something yeah because uh, what's that it's your conscience fuck your conscience no pride yeah, because it's pride. your pride fuck that pride fuck your pride yeah, the way that you fuck that pride, you'd be sitting in the Caribbean, yeah, drinking a fucking rum. Fuck that pride. And 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 you think to yourself because when you first watch that, I mean, obviously he doesn't he doesn't do that, which we're talking about in a bit. But when I'm in watching, I'm thinking, why would you fuck that up? You're gonna get money to get a group, and then you find out later on, and there's a shitload more in there. Now there was a load of people who turned around and said that because he's got a plaster on the back of his neck, and they do say that if the devil removes your soul, he removes it for your for your neck. Yeah, yeah. Strange. I've also heard that the devil removes it for your eyes because the eyes are the soul. Yeah. And that's what's in the briefcase. Now, that's not true. No, it's not Because true. that is actually just an accidental cut that Win Ving Rhames was cutting his, shaving his bald head and his neck. He nicked himself. You would have thought they would have given him a plaster that was maybe skin cut. But maybe, they, maybe you can't get um, skin But my cut. God, it's a happy accident, isn't it? It well, keeps it, people talking about it, I probably think Tarantino deliberately did that. Maybe, I don't He's know. He's a lot but... of smoking mirrors with Quinta. He's a man of legend. Oh, yeah. He makes his own legend. Now, we see now Vincent Jules walk into the bar, but that's dressed in totally different clothing. They're in yeah, kind of you like don't get it, yeah. shorts and yeah, colourful shoes. Um, like dogs, yeah. Uh, Vince buys a packet of red apples at, at $1.40. Now, red apples, of course, is the Tarantino. Yeah, we thought they were real, didn't we? Yeah, we yeah. thought it was real. Yeah. But it's got that brilliant scene now, isn't it, with Butch and Tarantino? Oh, and yeah. with Travolta, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. With a square enough against each other. It's like, like what did you say? Then yeah. he's like, that just fucking staring at you. You got a problem, friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't your friend, Polka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, so, and I love that because not one of them's backing down. No, no, and no, you no, don't, no, I mean, no. I probably favoured the Willis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But even then, it's like, you know, you hear him say, Vincent yeah, yeah. Vega, my brother, come over here. And, and, and the payoff, as we said, like, it's just amazing because it's from that, you know. Oh, yeah. Now, the interesting thing as well is that. In part of the scene, you hear uh, Vince Vega talking to Jules about someone scratched my car. And that was Butch who scratches his car when he goes outside. Is that what that is? That's apparently that. But, yeah, because it would be because it would be the red car. Um, because obviously I don't drive up now, but more no. about the blair. Now, 
we then see, again we jump to Eric Stoltz's apartment who plays Lance. And uh, Vince Vegas come there to buy some stuff on him. Now there's a really interesting point here, which is the whole, you know, if you don't know your drugs, and to be fair, I didn't. Yeah. But he does say to him, so I've got no balloons, are you okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the reason why she snorts the coke. Because it's in a wrap. Heroin's always in, in the balloon. balloon well, yeah. at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you could easily swallow it. Ah, uh, right, yeah. why it's in the balloon. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. more of an offence than yeah, carrying heroin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you get the shooting up kind of thing in that. Ah, uh, and as you say, he looks like it. again. Tarantino doesn't care about back projection in the car. Oh, no, it's you know? black and white. It's black and white, yeah. But what I love this like because generally, a lot of drug films, it's like uh, drugs are bad. Yeah, they are bad, but they're having a hard time. He's like, oh, I'm having an amazing time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've shut this heroin up. I'm in my fucking open top. He looks so pleased with himself. Yeah. I, I like the description as well between the, the three different types of drugs that Eric's like. It's like a proper yeah, kind of like choke cocos. This is Madman in it because yeah. the five hundred dollars is Madman because I love the Madman. Yeah. I have three grams and if I come back I buy a thousand dollars. I know. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's that, yeah. thinking, is it, you know, is he going to be selling that on or is yeah, that yeah. for himself? You yeah. just don't know, dear. Now he gets to Mia's place. Now the whole point of this, of course, is that he's got to take Marcellus's wife out for for uh, you know, to keep her entertained. And what song does he walk into? Uh, it's a uh, girl night. Go be a woman. Nope. No. Springfield, son of a Oh, it's son of a, yeah. It's from the bong. That's how I bloody know it. <laughs> Do you know, when, that that's a joke about Simon Pig and Nick Frost, because when they went to see this, right, they knew the Cypress Hill version before the, just, oh, the like a lot of people didn't yeah, realise. Yeah. So that bit, when they were sitting here watching it, Nick Frost went, he went, dun dun, he went, it's from the bong. <laughs> Simon Pig said he knew them, they'd be friends for life. Oh, really? Mm. Oh, that is, so that is his book, is it? It's in there, do well, oh, yeah. Right, and he right. said on news, because he did that joke, and I thought yeah. no one else would have got that joke, apart from me talking about weird <laughs> joke to him. He's <laughs> a friend forever. Yeah. Now, you, this is really interesting. It's shot in here for, almost for a CCTV camera, isn't it, where he walks around and goes, get yourself a drink. And all you see is her lips, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Before she stands up. And, and he's like, like, and he's like and yeah, she's looking amazing. Yeah, you know, that's where that meme's come from now, you know, because there's that John Travolta. He's like, looking really confused. Looking yeah. confused, going, uh, where, where are you talking about? Well, no, about yourself a drink, the way he really appreciates that drink as well, doesn't what? he? What, he's that because I miss that. I don't, it's like a whiskey, like but a I don't know what bug, whiskey, yeah. I don't know what mm. whiskey is, because you know, he's the... You know, with the tobacco, because he, yeah. what's the news about this? He rolls tobacco, he does, which you don't see in America a lot, because he's been in Europe. He's been in Amsterdam. And he's drunk, and that's why I use drum. Oh, is it really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> there you go, that's it, it's really sad, isn't it? Uh, no, anyway, they end up going to this uh, for a meal, and they go to Jack Rabbit Slims. Uh, no, I thought you just wanted it to be real, didn't you? Oh, God, I love. I don't know why we haven't had anything like it's that. It's an amazing place, isn't it? Now, I did write down all the people. Now, can you, without you looking at my list here, can you... Na- name me all the people that you saw yeah, yes, well, you in got, this 1950s diner. Yeah, so you've got Buddy Holly's Deep Scheme, yeah, which is an yeah. amazing little part, I didn't realise him. You've got, obviously, Marilyn. Yeah, Marilyn Monroe. Then you've got, uh, have you got Mae West as well? No. Oh. <laughs> you, obviously, you've got Alvis, and you understand, well, the version of Alvis. I don't think that is Alvis. Is that all meant to be Johnny Ray or no, something? No, I think that's, uh, oh, he says, doesn't he? Doesn't he say? Ricky Martin. Ricky Martin. See, I don't know them, but yeah. that, that's his... Because all that stuff in that, he did all that. He picked all the design, all the posters and everything, oh, really? didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you get, you get Ed Sullivan. Who's doing it? Who starts off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mimi Vendora. Oh, right. Ricky Martin. Zorro. Buddy Holly, as you said. Marilyn Monroe. You see Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. Yeah, in the, yeah, Talking. Yeah. And then you see James Dean in the background. Oh, right. Right. You see 
yeah. ribbon band. He's got his red, the red yeah, shirt. Yeah, yeah. And he looks like a crackling. But what before they go in there, what I really like is when he's going, I want to go in here. Can't we go get steak? And she goes, don't be a square. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she does that. Yeah. But he do, the, 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 square, the white yeah, light yeah. around it. I thought, I love that. I love that. that that's it. The thing with him is it's like... He makes like he makes films that are fun, mm. and you know, and he does break that third. He does break the fourth wall all the while, oh, yeah. and it's not in the real world. You wouldn't why put that in. It looks good. Yeah, it does look good. Yeah, it just looks good, doesn't it? We also find out that she has. A, a, I like the way they say bloody as well with their burgers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I like that. So you and know, he's fascinated by a five dollar shake. A five dollar shake. Because I'd be the same. You'd be the same in the real world. No, though. That's not like that. But it's like <laughs> I said, if you went there and someone had a ten dollar shake. Yeah. Right, you'd be fascinated by that ten dollar shake. But I think that was the same as like when you turned around to me and said, "You've got to go and try five guys." Yeah, yeah. I'm there going, and I said, "Land, which is because it's nine pound for a yeah, burger." I'm yeah. going, "What? Yeah, nine yeah. pound for a burger? No way!" And then when I went there, there's a little cat there. Oh, it's like I don't know, it's a kitten. <laughs> it's it's like, a little kitten. It's, it's like, like a kitten. Cow it's just like follows him around everywhere. It's like his doppelganger. It's like a mini me. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> she comes in the house. I woke up at the bottom of the bed. <laughs> Just a random kitten coming out. Oh, bless. Well, yeah. Anyway, there we go. Uh, yeah, follow that. And I tell you, this is where I think we all got slightly addicted to. And I, 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 I don't smoke at all, but I still went and bought myself a Zippo. Yeah. And I've well, still got my Zippo. This is a film where most people smoke in it, don't they? Oh, God, yeah, they're smoking all over the place. That's yeah. like I said. It's that's just the sound of a Zippo, isn't it? They are cool, isn't they? Yeah. They're cool. Yeah. Have you still got your Zippo? I've still got it. It's, obviously, it's empty now. Yeah, yeah. It, but I've got it somewhere in, the, in my, my, like you. My little drawer of, yeah, kind of yeah, like, yeah. you know, things. But I have it, like, just opening it and closing. And I don't even smoke. But we also thought as well, though, that uh, if, you, if a girl comes up to you and she wants to light and you ain't got one, you've automatically lost the point of conversation. Yeah, no, this was a, 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 an ageless, isn't it? Where, you see, where people come and ask you for a cigarette in a nightclub. In a nightclub, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. everyone smokes. And what's weird is the way they need to eat their food because they're smoking all the way through eating the food. That's weird. Do you know that in front? Do you know an interesting fact? Apple strudel in Holland, hmm. you're meant to have it when you're eating a cigarette, when you're smoking a cigarette. Eat it while you're smoking a cigarette. Why? It's part of the thing. Oh. You get a taste with it. Because it, that's why it's in glorious masters. Smoking kills your taste. Yeah, so. but that's it. And also, it's a weird. It seems weird now to young people, but smoking was just everywhere, oh, <laughs> wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. It's just taken for granted. Well, it's funny on Saturday when we went out for our, our, our meetup. Yeah. Before I met you, me and Ray went to um, a pub just around the corner. And I thought it was a lovely day when it went to sit outside and couldn't sit outside because everyone was just smoking. Yeah, yeah. That's because you get so used to nowadays, which is ruined it, isn't it? Um, this is where you find out that you spent three years in Amsterdam and you also hear about the Fox Force 5 Five. pilot. Yeah, yeah. Now, what's the link to another Tarantino film for that? Well, it's his, uh, it's Kill Bill. It's like Kill Bill, isn't it? It's all because, the air kind of. Well, I think well, it's almost, you could probably yeah, link it. All of his films yeah. are all talked about in other films aren't they yeah, yeah, you've yeah. got them four assassins haven't you yeah. who are killing all the people and then that he talks and she's like which is his obsession with there's that brilliant bit in it and he goes oh she was in a pilot what's a pilot yeah, yeah. and it's like he's, he does a five minute bit of talking about what a pilot is and I thought you didn't get that in your average no, film no, no. because he's obsessed with TV and you're talking about obsessed what is Tantino obsessed with Feet. Feet. And you see that when Uma Thurman walks through, don't you? It's yeah. just on her feet. Once you, once you notice it, you yeah. can't, it's just in everything. It's the everything. most is in, he's death proof because there's a whole bit where he's just taking a picture of her feet in there. I really, you know what? I don't think I've seen death proof. I just, when I was doing the thing last night of this, I remember, oh. I remember, I think I'm sure you was going to lend me but I remember thinking, on me, have I seen you need to watch Planet it of Terror? And I was thinking, I don't, I don't remember seeing because Planet of Terror wasn't released over here. Yeah, was I it? Love Planet it Terror. Went straight, it went straight yeah, to yeah. DVD. Bruce Willis, isn't it? 
But then I was thinking, hold on a minute, I don't think I've seen Death Proof either. You need to. I know, I know. Do you see if you can buy them in a box set oh, together? Yeah, yeah, it's good. It is. But I do own every Tarantino film, so it seems weird that I don't have that. It is a, the, it's the most, I think it's his most talky film. Mm. There's a whole 25 minute in the beginning with all girls talking about boys, fancying mm. them for 25 minutes. It's like my wife's favourite Tarantino is uh, Death Proof. Because so female centric mm. and Kurt Russell's amazing, isn't it? Oh, I love their Kurt Russell. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know where's this guy. Um, you got the twist contest now. Now, <laughs> you know that Travolta is a dancer anyway. That's why he must have. But been also, that. he does look. He looks pretty crap when he's dancing on this as well. But Uma Thurman apparently was absolutely petrified in doing it dancing because he was against Travolta, and he turned around and said, "Oh, shut up and just twist." He still looks cool. Though, and that he? is choreographed exactly like an old film that Tarantino loved. It's the exact same kind. Oh, All right. Yeah. Fuck, I didn't know that. That's amazing. And when you go back to the house, uh, this is where you hear the song of uh, you know, "Go." Jada killing me. Yeah. Uh, now isn't that a Neil Diamond? It is an Neil Diamond yeah. track, isn't it? And this is where it all goes pear shaped because she's wearing Vincent's coat. She takes the heroin out, thinks it's cocaine, yeah. and snorts it, and virtually straight away. Uh, actually, more likely to have an overdose of injection than you are snorting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? But I love the way as well that he doesn't hold back on how having an overdose isn't fun. No, I mean she looks like she's blood coming out of her nose. She's gone cracking makeup. Yeah, awesome yeah, yeah, yeah. makeup. Uma Thurman is beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she looks like shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he takes, uh, he takes um, Mia all the way in the car, crashes the car. No, because that classic line of it. Because he's, uh, don't bring her here. Because no. I'm bringing her here. Are you going to sell me that? Who are you? Who are you? Crank on, crank on. And this is where they uh, inject her with that um, thing. Now, I can't remember her name now. I think her name is... Uh, the Irish girl. Bronwyn Gallagher. Yeah, I think. yeah, yeah. She was in... Who's He's just sitting there getting snow like Floyd in a... Right, Floyd, thinking. She's wearing a band T-shirt, right? A T-shirt of a band, I should say, right? Forgive me, I don't have the information, but it's one of the musicians who was in The Commitments, and she promised him that if she was in a big film, she'd wear the T-shirt. Andrew Strong? Is that... No, it's not Andrew Strong. I think it's the, the guy who played the trumpet in it, I think. Because it was the Frames um, as well, weren't there? The, band the of... Frames? That's it, she's wearing a Frames, frames T-shirt. The Frames, yeah, 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 yeah. And she's wearing that T-shirt, and she oh, did it right. for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frame, that is. Yeah. Is that, yeah. Now, uh, she was also in... Um, Phantom Menace, wasn't she? Very briefly yeah, got yeah. up. So that's but that's like, it's just a funny little scene. It's a brilliant scene, that is. Though. It's not it's like, like, get me a magic marker. Because I didn't know what magic marker was. No, at the I time. didn't know. No, no. Felt it. I felt it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he just stabbed you for a for Yeah, a yeah. Well, she gives her a bit of a she just sort of wakes up. Yeah. And then just takes her arm and drops her off, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It's just, laughs> she looks up, she looks down at that, that needle, and uh, I think it's yeah. an arcade goes, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We then suddenly cut, though, to the young butch and Captain Coons play wonderfully by Chris Walken yeah. and it wouldn't be right if we didn't play it yeah you know. hello old man boy I sure heard a bunch about you see I was a good friend of your dad's we were in that Hanoi pit of hell together over five years hopefully you'll never have to experience this yourself but when two men are in a situation like me and your dad were for as long as we were you take on certain responsibilities of the other if it had been me who I made it Major Coolidge you'd be talking right now to my son Jim the way it turned out I'm talking to you Butch 
I got something for you. This watch I got here was first purchased by your great-grandfather during the First World War. It was bought in a little general store in Knoxville, Tennessee, made by the first company to make wristwatches. Up till then, people just <laughs> carried pocket watches. It was bought by private doughboy Orion Coolidge on the day he set sail for Paris. This was your great-grandfather's war watch, and he wore it every day he was in that war. And and he'd done his duty, went home to your great-grandmother, took the watch off, put an old coffee can, and in that can it stayed till your granddad, Dane Coolidge, was called upon by his country to go overseas and fight the Germans once again. It's time they called it World War II. Great-grandfather gave this watch to your granddad for good luck. Unfortunately, Dane's luck wasn't as good as his old man's. Dane was a Marine, and he was killed, along with all the other Marines at the Battle of Wake Island. Granddad was facing death. He knew it. None of those boys had any illusions, but they were leaving that island alive. So three days before the Japanese took the island, your granddad asked a gunner on an Air Force transport named Wanaki. Many of them met before in his life to deliver to his infant son who he'd never seen in the flesh his gold watch. Three days later, your granddad was dead, but Wanaki kept his word. After the war was over, he paid a visit to your grandmother, delivering to your infant father his dad's gold watch. This watch. This watch on your daddy's wrist when they were shot down on Hanoi. He was captured from the Vietnamese prison camp. He knew that if the gooks ever saw the watch, they'd be confiscated, taken away. The way your dad looked at it, this watch was your birthright. You'd be damned if any slope's going to put the greasy yellow hands on his boy's birthright, so he hid it. In one place he knew he could hide something, his ass. Five long years he wore this watch. Up his ass. Then he died of dysentery. He gave me the watch. I hid this uncomfortable hunk of metal up my ass two years. Then, after seven years, I was sent home to my family. And now, little man, I give the watch to you. Only that can be delivered. Yeah, and my lady, like that. That slope gets you dirty yeah, yellow hands. Yeah. So, and he knew that, that slope. It's just the way they get me. But of course, you know, he was from the Vietnam War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zoom is a bit. No, what is yeah, he's a Vietnam. He's a Vietnam. He's a, oh, no. no, he's the Vietnam. He's Vietnam. But he's Vietnam because he'd be, this was in 94. He was probably in his 50s. Vietnam finished the early 70s, so it's about right 20 years before. But he might have just been I in the. I suppose it would be, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he lost all his. All his family had it, hadn't they? And they yeah. never had a good look with him. No, no. Because he weren't a good look charm, really, was it? He just drew a bad look. Yeah. He did, because yeah. you think about it, because he got him. Well, obviously. Now, we, get, we then go, of course, straight away to the older Butch, who's in the change room, and you find out really that he kills. Uh, his opponent, which I don't think he was meant to do, because no, he no, finds no, out no. Uh, by the the cab driver who seems to be taking, uh, you know. See, that's a weird role as well. He got lots mm. of really beautiful, like Colombian woman that you're driving the uh, no. driving the taxi, and it's like, does she not? Does she not? Does look like a taxi driver? 
I think I have, if you just bear with me, I think I had some information on the... On the... She's really nice. Well, as you say, she seems to be seems to take a, a great interest in. Um, she goes, what's it like to kill a man? Oh, her name is Angela Jones. That's who she is. She uh, she portrays Esmeralda Vallelopas, a cab driver who comes to butcher. I don't have any more information on that, but apparently he saw her in a film that that was like literally like an audition piece, and he thought, oh, that's it. You know, you're going. She's a man, but she just doesn't look like a actor. Drops his way too glamorous. No, no. But again. It's in his world, isn't it? This Pulp Fiction world yeah, where yeah. there's beautiful women and bad guys. And... Uh, Butch then ends up into his apartment with Fabienne, who's, like, as we said earlier, is actually gorgeous. She's obsessed yeah. with pot bellies. Pot bellies, now, yeah. They reckon the reason why she's obsessed with pot bellies is because actually she's pregnant. Pregnant. Yeah. She's hiding it. And she's hiding she's it a little bit. Now he goes, do you like me having a pot? Because now you're you look like a gorilla. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Now, there's a motorcycle movie they're watching on there. Now, I, I have no idea... To me, it looks like, um, is it a, a evil can evil film? Is it? Because it he's got the stars and stripes hammer. Ah, well And that's what you. I can think of, because he was into all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, and that would, be, that would be real. I know. Butch finds out then, of course, that she's forgotten his watch. And that's what you, you only, we only know how important that watch is because that, and I love what I love, it really angry. kicks off. But then it calms down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. It's, but then like, it's in the car. <laughs> We've all done that in work. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah it's not your don't, fault. Don't you fucking. Come on, the things I forget. <laughs> oh, that is amazing. That is. Anyway, he goes in there, he gets the watch, and he kills Vincent in there. Yeah, yeah. What making a pop tart? What's making a pop tart? Uh, the pop tart. Is that the brilliant timing? Oh yeah, yeah. How can you that could have a pop tart and uh, machine gun Uzi? Because this is where you don't know where Fingy's gone. Do you don't know where Samuel L. Jackson's gone? No. You don't know because I think by this time he's had enough of it all, hasn't he? And he's wearing his suit at this point as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Suit. And He's also wearing that book, isn't he? No, there wasn't something about the book. Or something it's like a philosophy, that. philosophy, philosophy isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah, which is the reason that actually he's not as thick as you, you kind of think. So anyway, he kills Vincent. He's thinking, yeah, hey, here we go, off we go. He's got his watch. He drives off and he says, Marcellus, of all the people to bump into, it's Marles, Marcellus. Yeah. And he runs him over, then crashes the car. That all goes off, and you see him shoots that girl, don't he? By accident, yeah, yeah, just yeah, shoots her. Yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah, because that woman goes, uh, if you need to go to court, I'll come with you. I saw him driving like a madman. Just pulls his gun and just shoots that fucking woman, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's <laughs> badly hurt, butchers, man. Oh, he's got all the blood his, his, his nose, nose is broken, and all that. They get into the pawn shop, and this is where you see Maynard. This, this is where he changes very weird, isn't he? Even now, again, you're, this is a very weird We're watching scene. it, I was thinking, okay, so they're going to the pawn shop. There might be a couple of guys who, like, you know, are into Cadbury Avenue. But the fact that they've got a gimp, yep. right, in a metal cage, in a wooden box. Yeah, yeah. And now, You've got some interest well, in stuff, right? right. Please, tell, no. please inform us on your gimp facts. <laughs> well, it's not gimp. Right, right. Like, loads of people, to, uh, always said one of the number of people asking is, what's the gimp about? Hmm. Now, he wrote a vignette about the gimp. Nice word. Never filmed it, wrote it, but thought, right, you're going to give it, he thought, it's more mystery. But basically, the, uh, the gimp was a runaway, right. and it was Zed who picked him up. Right, Zed picked him up and kidnapped him and then paid him to be this gimp. Right. That's the story it was going to be, but then he realised he loved it, mm. so he didn't need any money anymore. And that was going to be the start of the film, was going to be Zed on his motorbike, because there's that obsession with motorbikes in this film, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that was how he was going to be him picking this kid up and oh, him growing okay. up to be the gimp. 
But he said it ruined the mystery. Mm. And he said, I just wanted people to come and say, what the fucking hell is the game about? Yeah. Why that? And that's what that is. It's not I much, but it's interesting. He's literally in a proper leather Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we'd never really knew what gints were before no, no, that. No, no. I know people do now, mate, but I'd never, I'd never heard of that kind of thing before. No, because, I mean, what happens here is that Bruce, well, Butch gets into the pawn shop, then he has a fight with um, Marcellus. And he, he's not he gets some cracking punch in that, ain't he? And, he's like, and then he gets hit, and then he gets hit in the back of the head by the shotgun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they're tied up, and they've got those what they call um, them. Uh, like, like a ball, you know, I don't know what they call. I don't know what they call, but they're kind of like a red ball in your mouth, and which SNM. doesn't look comfortable at all. I mean, that must have been horrendous if you got a bummed up nose as well, eh? Just a really weird scene. Yeah, it is because Marcellus gets raped. They do that. They do that. That any mini mini mo, yeah, yeah. And, and does he say uh, and the stuff that we're used to when we were kids yeah, 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 and didn't yeah, realise your yeah. kids just said which it, is horrendous yeah. rhyme, isn't it? Oh, really? it's a um, it's a uh, slavery. I was going to say, yeah, that's where it's from. Yeah, oh, but when we were kids, we thought it was t- uh, we. Oh, it's about tiger, but it yeah, it wasn't. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, Marcellus gets raped and it's quite a horrific scene that he's getting raped, isn't it, as well? That's a deliverance yeah. kind of Yeah, then he got one of the great comedy scenes with Butch upstairs with all the weapons. Oh, it's, it's not that, a great comedy scene, that, is it? Yeah, that reminded me so much of Evil Dead, right? So he goes up there, he gets a hammer, looks and thinks, hmm, the short range could not yeah, work. it's like Ashes, then it's then definitely Ashes oh, yeah. thing, you know? Then he finds a chainsaw, isn't it? Yeah, and Ashes he chainsaw, yeah, yeah. And then he finds a baseball bat, and he thinks, yeah. that'll do, and then, yeah. oh. Samurai <laughs> sword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? It would have been nice if that was the samurai sword from Kill Bill. Kill Bill, yeah. Oh, that would be fantastic. And uh, anyway, he goes in there. He kills that one guy, and Bruce Willis. Well, not only that, but as he walks in front of him, he does that classic Japanese filming where he's like, yeah, yeah. Bruce Lee, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Bruce Lee look when he does it and he yeah, stabs yeah, him yeah. through the stomach, and then uh, he goes, uh, <laughs> he goes to Marcellus. He helps him out. He goes, "You okay?" And he goes, "No, man." I'm pretty far from okay. okay. Yeah. I'm gonna get medieval on your ass. No, because I'm gonna get I'm gonna get two of the brothers with a pipe and a, no, a no, no, a blowtorch. Yeah, word there though. Yeah, he does. I get a couple of niggers. I'm gonna get a blowtorch and uh, and some pliers. They're gonna get medieval on their ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's an amazing line. Oh, because he shoots him in the uh, in, in the, the groin, doesn't he? So yeah, shot, yeah. shot his cock off. And then, so anyway, he, they're pretty cool with each other. It's all good. He ain't going to say a word, you know what I mean? And he bugs off, finds Zed's uh, bike outside and yeah. goes back. Then and the classic line, where's Zed, baby? Yeah. Zed's dead. Zed's dead, baby. <laughs> I love that. And he goes, uh, whose motorcycle is it? It's a chopper, baby. Whose chopper is it? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we go back to the apartment, and this is where we see the Ezekiel speech. I say that's what we, we mentioned earlier on, because it's say it jumps backwards and forwards. Um the whole bit in the car, they've got Marvin who's there informing in the back of the car. And it's still, I'm still shocked to this day. Because you don't know what they're going to do with him. You well, don't no, know. Are they going to kill him? No, they are. No, 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 because it's, uh, it's, it's Jules' friend, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah. Kind of, uh, he's, he's, he's mentioned to be just their associate. He's obviously like, been sent there to kind of thing. But the fact that they go over the bump and Travolta's gun goes off. And it's a pretty explicit kind of gunshot. Again, you don't see it. You just see the blood in the yeah, car. Yeah, yeah, But it's the fact that they've got bits of brain and skull in their hair. Yeah, yeah. And they think, oh, my God. So they end up over to Jimmy's bathroom. The bloody's the towel. I love that. The way Jules has got so much respect for this guy's hair. Now, I'm interested in this. Why is Jimmy so important? It's never explained. Because they don't... He's a friend of his, but he, they... Jules seems quite scared. Yeah. Of, now, whether... If you notice... Now, this is my... This is only my idea. If you notice in the What If flashback, Jimmy's wife is a black lady. Oh. Is it Jules' sister? All oh, right. 
Is he's that his brother-in-law? Could and he brother-in-law. knows that if his sister Because he's back. obviously very important because yeah. he can get the wolf. Uh, he can get the wolf, yeah. So, well, uh, you know, how does it, who's the... You know, yeah, what, Jimmy, does, does Jimmy get the wolf or does Jules get the wolf? I think Jimmy gets the wolf. Yeah, Jimmy gets the wolf. Then he was like, I'll call the wolf. No, he speaks to uh, Marcellus and then yeah, Marcellus gets, gets the, the wolf. wolf. But the fact is that he's scared of what could happen to Jimmy. And yeah. I think it's his sister. Oh, I think on, it's that's Jules' a sister. That's a good call. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if that, I mean, that was, yeah, I was just thinking that call. last night. So, yeah. Uh, and this is where he says, I'm not thinking about the coffee. I'm thinking about the dead nigger in my garbage. Yeah, yeah. And you think, oh my God. Anyway, he's got, uh, Winston Wolf turns around and says, uh, it's a half an hour drive away. I'll be there in 10 minutes. <laughs> and then it says, nine minutes, 37 <laughs> seconds later. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I drive fast. Anyway, he has his sugar. What does he have? Lots of cream, plenty of sugar. Yeah. Like the direct line advert. Exactly yeah. the same line. Yeah. I love that. I always wonder if they must have paid for that. They must have paid someone. They? Well, they must have paid for the character. The Mustaf, yeah. yeah, really. I, I know the music's different, isn't it? There's just yeah, because it's, just, it's that just that um, surf guitar, yeah, isn't yeah. it? But the way Joe, uh, Vincent Terrain goes, please would be nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, I ain't here to be for And he goes, uh, so please, pretty please, with sugar on top, clean the fucking car. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, the way they clean the car, and then they're arguing about who should be in the back picking the brains out, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they're wearing the dork clothes. Yeah, the dork clothes. Because they, they look like what? Pair of dorks. Pair of dorks. <laughs> and the way they both seem really pleased, but I look yeah, like yeah. that. Um, I loved I loved Quinter Tarantino's acting I was never really that hot on his acting when he was in stuff like Dust Till Dawn no, although no. his character in Dust Till Dawn is really he's, proper he's, scary he's, he's pretty shooting hateful eight he's from his band that Aussie bloke that's just really oh that weird. is atrocious I don't mind because he can do whatever he wants yeah, but no, it's like yeah. sorry Quint I mean I know my Australian yeah, yeah. accents mate it's terrible <laughs> Anyway, we jump straight back into the restaurant, uh, which is where we start off in the film, of course, and like Vince is saying, but bacon tastes good, pork chops taste good. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. love the way he says that, because when I was watching that, I was thinking, yeah. I could do some bacon. Because now. at the beginning, he talks to me, because my wife, because my girlfriend's a vegetarian, and that means I'm a vegetarian, yeah. and so he's not really missing meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it all kind of like yeah, connects yeah. up. And this is where we then see um, the, the, uh, the robbery starts off, I mean, Vincent goes for a dump. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Take a shit. And he goes, <laughs> change of line, motherfucker. From every last motherfucker, one of you. I love that. Right? That's a change of line when he says it. Yeah. And I'm thinking, that all the way through, you know that on his wallet, he's got, what's he got in his wallet? Bad motherfucker. Bad I used motherfucker. to have that wallet as well, didn't I? Bad motherfucker wallet. Do you know, know whose uh, wallet that actually is? Who? Oh, it's actually Quinton Tantino's wallet. Oh, that was his actual it. wallet. It's got a wallet. I mean, you would have turned around and said it's Samuel L. Jackson's, but no, it's Quinton Tantino's. I do remember your wallet, actually. I do love that. Um, I love the way that um, Jules calls uh, calls him Ringo. That was a conversation as well about the Beatles or about the music and that, which I think part of that was actually cut. Oh, right. A lot of it was cut, but it yeah. was a conversation about because the Because on the DVD, the, cut, the delete scenes are rubbish, aren't they? Yeah, they're cut for a reason. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing for Tarantino. He cuts for the reason. He knows his own pacing. Yeah, yeah. Goes. I like the fact as well that it's all kind of like, you know, it's all wrapped up there where you see them walking out of yeah. the thing. But... But you still, got, you still yeah. don't know though the case of what's in the case. So what's well apart from the soul thing, which right is, no, yeah no right. Roger Avery wanted it to be diamonds. Right. Quinton said no, not diamonds. One so obviously yeah, yeah. One of Quinton's favorite all-time films is a 1950s noir called Kiss Me Deadly. Right. It is a true masterpiece, and in that. He's after the case all the way through, and in this case, is uh, plutonium. Oh, right, okay. And you never see it in the film. He constantly opens the case up and the light's on his face, and he loves that film. Mm. That was what he wanted, 
But it, only recently, two years ago, he said that was in that boot, boot, boot. in that uh, okay. in that case was Abbas's gold blame suit. Oh, from True Romance. Uh, and that's why it opens up his gold on the face. And that's why everyone wants it. Ah, okay. He said, you know, have you got any other... No, only what Tarantino said. Tarantino turned around and says, whatever you want it to be. Yeah. That's I, the I love the said. idea of the Elvis suit. I love the idea. Who you know, played Elvis in True Romance? Uh, Kurt Russell, weren't no. no, it weren't. Oh, no, it was... Um, it was... Uh, it's, oh. On the tip of your tongue. Oh. Do 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 It is Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer, yeah. It's amazing scene that is. That's another one we should really do. True romance. It's got one of the great scenes all the time between Dennis Hopper and Christopher Walker, isn't it? Oh my god, yeah. See, but so I don't know. I love stuff. That's what's good about it. I mean, you can always think. Would you like to have seen a a Tarantino true romance film? Can you imagine? Because and also, what was the other film that he wrote that he didn't direct? That's still done, isn't it? No, he was producing that. It was Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. Uh, what was it, no? Natural Born Killers. Natural Born Killers. I like Natural Born Killers. I do like Natural Born Killers. I hated it at the time. Every, I watched it recently. Like everybody it. forgets Robert, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, yeah. That. Oh, that's a good point, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. got Woody House and it's got Juliette Lewis. Yeah. It's a yeah. cracking... Because I even had this... I've got the soundtrack of that as well. Oh. That soundtrack is it's awesome, that is as well. But the film I think everyone would have liked to see is too, that is the Vincent... The Vega Brothers, isn't it? The Vega Brothers. Well, that was in that three years where they, that's I suppose they, they still could do it because like you to could, me uh, I have got no Michael problem. Manson hasn't changed see Michael Manson was meant to have reprised his role yeah. for this film but he'd already signed on to play Wyatt Earp's brother the Kevin Costner version oh. so yeah, like, that, to me I could have it recast if we were doing a prequel because you can't do a sequel I suppose they're a bit older now isn't they? this is the problem because you haven't played when he's six so I have got no problem. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he said he's not going to do it though. No. He no, said no, he's no. not. Gonna, he said he tried to, couldn't mm. get him together. Everyone would love to see the Vega brothers because I think people didn't realise until he's come out that they were brothers because he never said it at the time, did he? Only that he, yeah. like, after afterwards. I mean, do you, do you think? Do you think the character Michael Madsen's character in? I know it's not, but in Kill Bill. Is near enough the same character? It's not far off, it, is it? Mm. It's not far off. He's really good in that. He really is good. They're great. I watched them very recently. So I watched them. I watched them over Christmas. Did back to back. Have you watched? Have you watched the Japanese version? I'm with really the thinking uh, again, it's in colour in it. It's in colour in it. I keep looking at it. I yeah. keep looking at it. So I, love like, the, I love the animation in that as well. Yeah, like, it cuts the manga. Yeah, such uh, a good film. That is. And as well, it deserves to be two films. It does. It really does. See, the more you talk about Tintin, the more you get excited when you watch something. The more I want to watch it. The only film that I'm not a great fan of is is Inglorious. Yeah, I think it's Weakies. I think that, well, I mean, we say Weakies, but still, it's still a fucking amazing film. I just don't like the whole thing about Hitler. The end stuff's crap. Uh, Do you know what I mean? It's like, don't... It's got some amazing stuff. The Michael Fassbend a bit in the... uh, with, oh, the, with his three fingers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the, whole, the whole thing, like we said earlier on, with Christoph Waltz in the. That's yeah, the so big scene. That's so The stuff tense. that runs it is. I don't think Brad Pitt's very good in it. No. Bear, that thing with the bear Jew as well, Eli Roth. I don't really like that. And the no. ending shit. Mm. I just don't. I know he said it's in a but you want to at least keep a bit of reality. It's kind of a yeah. parallel universe, but I think because the Second World War was so. I think as well that there's, you know. Because so many people died during the Second, the Second World War, and uh, you know America came in towards the end. I think then to have, and this is no, this is no respect. I just think this is the way it's the films. I think then to have like an American hero kill Hitler, you yeah, kind of yeah, you yeah. kind of take away all those. 
people who tried yeah, to because the Michael Fassbender was meant to be Simon Pegg oh was it really oh I can't see that can you he, he wrote it for him as a film critic because oh, right. a film critic in that and he pulled out to do fucking Paul's on it <laughs> no uh Run Fat Boy Run no the one that, uh, you know with the, with the twins Thompson twins Twin, Thompson twins you know um, oh, uh, Tintin Tintin yeah Oh, there you right. go. Well, he was because they wanted, wanted to work with uh, Spielberg, but it couldn't send him a writer Ralph here. <laughs> I, now, that's an interesting point. Right, so you've got Spielberg. Genius. Right, Spielberg, Kubrick, Tarantino. Each one of them offers you, presumably, obviously, he's not dead. I offers you a role in his film. You go for Tarantino. There's only one person at work of Viva Buntino, Smarts Casazo. That's the only one. What about uh, John Carpenter? No, no. John Carpenter, I think I'd, uh, I would run to what him. What about? Oh my God, I can't represent the German guy. Werner Herzog. Werner Herzog. I love Werner Herzog. A very interesting thing. Yeah. That'd be very. I love Werner Herzog, but mine is Casazzi, Carpenter, and Tarantino. They're my three. I'd probably go with yeah Tarantino. Just because you uh, want to meet him, don't you think he's one yeah. of the open? You want you'd love to go out for a drink with him, wouldn't oh, you? Yeah, yeah, Could yeah. you talk to me about films all night? Oh, we'd have him on waffle on. <laughs> yeah. Talk about films all night. Uh I probably would eat oh I don't know. Mm, Mama Car uh no, uh Sergio Leon. Yes, pretty amazing. Coppola. Yeah. Um, the thing is, right, is that because I'm Fancy a couple of I'm, I'm a, a, a I'm a I suppose I am a, a amateur actor. I'm a lazy actor as well. So could I put up with like uh Kubrick's no antics. No, I couldn't do two hundred takes. And yeah, a no, it's all right. I could have put it with Coppola's uh, manic depression obsessions. No, uh, but Tarantino, I'll yeah. be there. I would not leave. I think set. you could understand him losing his special his rag a lot, but you think it's because he wants perfection. He does, yeah. And then, like anything, though, it's you know, you, if you're going to go into that film, you want to do it and you want to do it. But what was that? What thing I meant to have asked you because I was reading about it the other day, and because of the short term memory problem, I can't remember. What was that documentary done on Werther Herzog? Where it showed them filming that film where they had to carry the boat across the thing. Well, no, you, you mean Fitzcarraldo? Yes, that was it. Fitzcarraldo yeah, 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 is amazing, yeah. but the, yeah, there's a brilliant documentary when Werner ate his shoe. That was, that was it. It's amazing. He no, bets someone. Was that and you actually ate his shoe live on stage? <laughs> what was that? Was that on your disc? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when I saw yeah, it and I knew it. But then he does do that now. Yeah. <laughs> and also got shot during an interview with uh, Mark Kamau. Come on, yeah, I'm just carrying on. Just yeah. a smile over there. You've just been shot because it is fine. It does not matter. Yeah. That's another person we should talk about. Older. We haven't done a Werner film. We, we'd have to have Klaus Kinski in it. Well, you did the best to me with, you know, which is uh, Aguero, I forgot. Out of all of the people that are manic in film, would you say Klaus Kinski's the worst? Yeah, Out of scary. everyone? He's a scary person, yeah, mm. he was a scary person. Would you have liked to have met him? Do you know, obviously, every day when he was doing films, he'd sleep with ten women. Uh, every day? Yeah. What, 365 days yeah. a year? Well, no, when he was doing a film. Oh, when he was doing a film. When he did, and that's how he got into that state. He'd have women, different women in the morning and in the afternoon, because he was like a sex day. Thousands of women, he said. I'm surprised he didn't die. And they'd, they'd be coming up to go into his cabin. What did he die of? <laughs> Exhaustion. I was going to say, I don't know, it's a bit of age, but I mean, he certainly lived a life. Well, fair dinkum too. That'd be a good film. If someone made a film of his I life. think it's been talked about. I think yeah. it has been talked well, about. Who could play it? Renny Malley could play him, actually. He does look a bit like... He does, yeah. This guy looked mental with bulbous eyes. And bulbous eyes, yeah. yeah. Maybe Fred Dibner, when he's dead. <laughs> anyway, that's our very waffly episode today. Waffly. Uh, we're not going to tell you what we do next, because we, we did that, that last time. Nah, yeah. Things change. Like, we get bored. I can't find stuff. Whatever. Yeah, then something happens, like I lose the... It might be Will Hay. Maybe. I think we've got... Yeah, I do want to do... Well... Let's not talk about it. No, no, yeah. 
We'll no. watch it. Anyway. Now, uh, a little bit of uh, advertising for us at the moment. Of course, uh, you're, obviously you enjoy podcasts because you listen to this podcast. And uh, well, I don't know where you get your podcast from. It could be iTunes, it could be Stitcher Radio, it could be Podbean. But we're also now on something called Podcoin. Now, Podcoin, uh, you can earn coins. It's not money, it's in kind of a, you know, like, but you can earn, uh, they pay while you play. I've come up with that one. I don't know if that's actually their tagline, but I, I like it. So we also earn coins as well. So the more people who download us from that site, the more coins we get. And you can exchange you for Amazon vouchers. Yep. It doesn't cost you a thing. It's self-perpetuation because you give us that. We buy more shit on Amazon and then we'll talk about it. Exactly. So it's self-perpetuation. It's, exactly. it's like the tree of life, isn't it? It is indeed. Yeah. Uh, we also have a patron account now. On, I think we've got one. I might not say it. But anyway, you can donate to Waffle On. Just go to Podbean now our webpage there, waffleon.podbean.com. And there is a donate button there. We have a regular donator there. Uh, um, I'm not going to say his name because he might not want us. Yeah, yeah. But it's very much appreciated. You know who you are. Um, and we've got a Facebook account. Uh, if you want to join us for many chats going on there, yeah. like that. we post occasionally. You don't. Well, you do actually. You probably post more than me. I do. Because yeah. I'm on Facebook a bit. But uh, you can find us on there. Just search for Waffle On. Anyway, our good friend Jen from the Anomaly podcast is going to tell you all about that. And we shall see you next month. Goodbye. You've been listening to Waffle On. If you'd like to get in touch or join the mailing list, you can by emailing the guys at waffleonpodcast at gmail.com. You can also have some waffly fun by joining their Facebook page. Simply type in Waffle On Podcast in the search bar and away you go. This has been a Waffle On production. Copyright Simon Meddings and Mark C. Kelly. Hello, children. Are you sitting comfortably? Then I'll begin. Once upon a time, there were three little pigs, and they each decided to build themselves a house. Now, the first little piggy was a very lazy little piggy, and he built his house from straw. The second little piggy was not too bright either, and he built his house from twigs. But the third little piggy was smart. He was no Dunsky. He built his house from bricks. Smart piggy. Oink, oink. Anyway, in the same village, there was a wolf. This big wolf. Bad wolf. Wolf. With the picture. Also, this wolf, he loved pork. Pork sandwiches, pork pies, pork scratchings, bacon buddies. With that pig in it, he loved it. Now, Wolfie sees the three little houses with the three little pigs in them, and he thinks to himself, Pork City. house number one wolfie knocks on the door but it's a straw door so how he knocks on it i don't know (laughs) who wrote this but hey knock knock anyway right who wants to argue (laughs) in his most polite voice wolfie says little piggy little piggy little piggy let me come in a wolf when he sees one. 
Not by the hair on my chinny chin chin. So not a pig has a chin. What do I know? <laughs> so let me in, says the wolf. Or I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house down. No, says the pig. <laughs> Wolfie is a wolf of his word, so he huffs and he puffs and he blows that house away. Exit pig one. Pig two, same story. I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house down. Arrivederci, porco numero due. Buongiorno Salami. I like this wolf. He's not freezing his ass off hunting snow bunnies in Alaska. He just goes to pigs' houses and blows on them. So, Wolfie stands outside the house of piggy number three, and they assume their battle positions. Let me in. No, no. I'll huff and I'll puff. Go away. Okay, you asked for it, piggy. Wolfie is huffing, huff, huff, and Wolfie is puffing, puff, puff, woof, bada boom, nothing, this is a brick house, they do not blow over so easy, so Wolfie gets himself a ladder, climbs up onto the roof, Piggy sees him climb onto the roof, Wolfie makes for the chimney, Piggy lights a fire in the grate, Wolfie goes down the chimney, he burns, Wolfie burns. <laughs> Wolfie bangs and Piggy lives. Happily ever after. That's it. What can I tell you? Next week, Hamsel and Gramsel.